ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, you can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome to Omega Man Radio Network. Tonight is a live program. I'm starting the show uh, early tonight. Normally we uh, run at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, but uh, occasionally we will do an early show. So that's what we're doing tonight. I want to welcome everybody out. Um, God bless everyone. And we're going to have special guest tonight, Gene Schmidt of Hand of Help Ministries. Gene is the Executive Vice President of Hand of Help Ministries, which uh, many of you know was uh, founded many years ago by Prophet Dimitri Dudeman and uh, is continuing strong in the mission, uh, carried on with uh, Michael Boldea and Gene Schmidt, and uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to have him back on. Gene, are you on the line with us? I am. Praise God. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Doing awesome. I'm doing great. Uh, just God's been good. God's been good. It's been a few months since we've had you on the program. Uh, give me some updates. What's been going on in your life? Well, um I got in the last uh, few weeks. Um, I, one neat thing that uh, I, I've been recording a, a recording of music called "Stand for What You Stand For," and we finally got that finished. Oh, awesome! And uh, Michael's been doing twelve-part series on fundamental teachings of the Bible, and we've got ten parts of those done. And so he, he he is in Romania right now, but uh, seeing hunger out there for truth. Um, uh, our ministry uh, over December, uh, the Lord blessed our, our ministry, and um, we do get great a lot of neat emails uh, from people that ask for prayer, um, emails about people wanting to turn their life around for the Lord. So uh, I'm encouraged by that, and and you know we work while it's day because soon the night comes when no man can work. Man, isn't that yeah. the truth, Gene? And I tell you, I'm not looking forward to that day. So we need to. Redeem the time because the days are evil, aren't they? They are. The days. The days are uh, not only evil, but uh, one thing tonight. I, I, I did one of my kind of my themes tonight is is just the the culture of our country that's taken such a nosedive. And um, boy, I'll tell you, I pray that everyone that names the name of the Lord realizes how late the hour is because the, the writing's on the wall. And and that's what I see, you know. You know, you're right, Gene. Uh, things seem to be accelerating, man, um, for the worst here in America. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about, um, you know, we made it through 2010, but 2011, they're looking for a, a 50% devaluation of the dollar. You know, you wake up and you see the uh, the stuff going on in Egypt. 
You know, it can be just like that. Everything's fine, and then you wake up, and the whole world's changed. It went upside down. Well, economically, I don't think America will ever, ever rebound from this. And I know that flies in the face of uh, some of our foremost supposed evangelists that say that, you know, the biscuits will always be on the gravy train. But Mike Bolday and I don't believe that. The Holy, you know, God, I mean, I believe we're seeing the the fall of the economy of America. And I don't believe there's a president that will be able to change that. Uh, the only thing that will change that is America repenting and uh, you know, the, the devaluation of the dollar, inflation, uh, so many foreclosures of homes. I mean, the economy is not in good shape, and um, it's only going to get worse. And God's allowing it, like he allowed the idols of Egypt to fall. You know, he, he will deal with the idols in America. And, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, I don't believe it's going to ever get back to a day where we can say, you know, where America's solvent again. Man, I would have to agree wholeheartedly with that. In fact, that gravy train that uh, some believe is still out there, it's been hijacked. <laughs> it's not coming in. Um, we're well, going to see some... You've got California almost to the point of bankruptcy, where they want to issue IOUs for people that get a tax refund. Wow. You've got, you've got you know, you've got... Well, one thing that I've got to say, as long as America puts its hand in with gay marriage, yes, as long as America aborts babies, as long as America uh, murders and creates such a holocaust, and as long as our culture is so debased that evil is looked at as good, I don't see the economy, which, which I don't see it at all, where God will bless it uh, to the point where this economy will will get bailed out anymore. And you know the sad part, Gene, is the wicked outnumber the righteous, man. So uh, I think we've got a very slim chance of seeing it turned around at best. And, uh, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I believe that uh, it, it's going to just get worse and worse until the Lord returns. And, you know, the Word says many are going to fall away because of the offense that's coming for persecution that I believe we're going to see soon here in America. Well, one thing about, you know, the church has to understand, and I don't want to sound unkind to, uh, there's many Christians going through financial struggles, and I've got I've to delineate between what Christians are going to go through in, in these areas and, and basically a government that's rebelled against God is going to go through. And a God can keep bread on the table of his children. And God can keep providing for his children. But uh, about a month ago, our government okayed, or two months ago, okayed gays in the military to God openly serve in the military. Uh, about a year and a half ago, or two years ago, they okayed gay marriage in Washington, D.C., District of Columbia. You know, we have several states that legalize gay marriage. And the only, I, I, I'm saying that you just look at weather events. Weather events. You look at the Northeast getting pummeled this year by weather. You, you know these are strongholds of of, of uh, homosexual lifestyles. These are strongholds of governments okaying gay marriage, like Massachusetts and other states, and and D.C. and and uh, you know God's not God knows geography, 
and God knows where to deal with things. And the weather itself should be an indication of, of God's disappointment in, in a country that should know better. America is not Muslim. It claims to be Christian. It claims to have in God we trust on the coins. It can't, it, it's founded on the charters of the 13 colonies were all written for these colonies to serve the Lord. And we have departed from the, you know, the word of God. And we, we've made the homosexual lifestyle, whether it's in movies or television or in our culture, we've made it almost look like it's okay. And, 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 and the culture seems to support that through the media. And you know what? An abomination to God will never change no matter how men try to whitewash it. If he calls something an abomination, he'll never change his mind about that. Gene, I'll tell you something. It's a, it's a, it's a shame when you've got a religion like Islam, which worships a, a demon named Allah, and they have higher standards than many uh, who call themselves Christians here in America. Well, during Obama's, you know, during his address for State of the, the Union, he, he said, We've made progress by allowing gays to join the military openly. In that audience, not one military person stood. Wow. And you could see on their face they weren't happy with it. And, uh, you know, you look at, you look at uh, even on the media, look at like uh, MTV, the show, and I, I'm not one to watch this stuff, but I do study it. And you look at the show Skins. This new show on MTV, which propagates open fornication, drug use, and drunkenness with the Good youth. Grief. Wow! And and you look at the de- you look at the debasement of of how many you look in the last year in the United States of how many movies have been produced that pro- support the occult, witchcraft, vampirism, demonic possession. They they glorify evil. They glorify these things. And it's no wonder that Revelation 18 is very clear about it. You know, it says straight out that Babylon, this Babylon became the home of every foul spirit, an unclean bird. And it caused the world to be drunk by its madness. And, and we're, we're supposedly a Christian nation. We're putting this stuff out as entertainment value. You know, we think it, we don't think it, uh, we don't think, I mean, and, and, and we're causing the whole world uh, to, to, in some ways, to be um, affected by that. And we make idols out of people that in many cultures would be considered despicable. You know, Lady Gaga in Muslim countries would be considered despicable. That's my point. You know, to go I to mean, an award ceremony and wear a slab of meat, like, like we've lost our brains. To to have uh, to to propagate you you look at one night you look at one night in the United States in its entertainment arena you look at how much murder and crime and death is glorified in show after show after show the culture to me mirrors the country and there wouldn't be if this stuff would not propagate if there wasn't an audience for it. And it's the same with pornography, and it's the same with so many things that our country is not only doing what we sell it, we promote it. 
and and you know, and it's Revelation 18 is clear about it. You know, Gene, uh, where I live in Atlanta area, I don't have uh, television. I've, I've got a TV, but I don't subscribe to the cable. So I haven't watched it in a while, and I came down to visit my wife in Costa Rica, and I turned on the local cable channel here, and in the course of an hour, I was flicking the channels. I saw rape, murder, pornography, homosexuality. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally was sick after yeah. exposing myself to to the channels out there. Yeah, and it, it's not not not. And don't get me wrong, I'm not. I'm I'm stating as a matter of fact. On, on you know, if you look at emails that American we get TV. through, <laughs> you look at emails we get from American Family, uh, the American Family Association with Don Wildman. You look at uh, uh, just different kinds of medium, just emails our ministry gets about these programs, and it, it's you know God, God's not glossing over sin. God's never God is going to hold America more accountable because this country purports to be. A, nation, a, a Christian nation, and it, it's 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 at the door of uh, you know it, it, it's I'm a musician, I'm a songwriter, you know, and in Nashville last May, you know a month before that flood hit Nashville, Tennessee, where they got 20 inches of rain in two days. A month yes. before that happened, I saw, and I was at a prayer meeting in Tennessee, and God showed me that this devastation was going to come to Nashville. He showed me in a vision, Broadway Street, and showed me that he would allow a great uh, wake-up call because of homosexuality and adultery and uh, making idols of people and all these sins that are in that city. And I told the people at the prayer meeting that it's going to come to Nashville, which was 30 miles away from where my the prayer meeting was. And it came in May. They got flooded all the way up to the building I saw in my vision. And... You know, this is in the Bible Belt where they allow 20,000 gays to march every year on Broadway Street. It's wow. in the Bible Belt where a year ago, last January, they had a gay Christian convention, and Christian musicians played at it and Good. supported Good. it. And friends, even in some churches, they don't consider homosexuality a sin. They consider it like an identity crisis. And it's not true. It's not true. To deal with, any doctor will tell you to deal with an illness, you've got to know the symptoms. And we, we've come, I mean, Christian musicians going there and playing at this event like God's okay with it. And you know, I was you know, one of, uh, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you, you finished, brother. Well, I'm just saying, I, I saw this was going to come. Now, since this happens in Nashville, you know, so many artists that say they grew up in Christian homes or grew up going to church, and that's that's the, the big thing in country music so many times. I grew up in the church. But guess what? It doesn't mean you're going to see heaven. doesn't mean you're going to be in, 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 in heaven if you don't live the life and you don't hate the things that God hates and honor Christ. And, and you can go in the Bible Belt and you can have a top ten song, but, if, you know... Uh, since that, since this flood hit Nashville, some of the top songs have been about partying, drunkenness, and and just in your face by artists that that claim at some point in their life to know God. And it's it's to me despicable that so many people in our country say they know God, but when the when the rubber meets the road, they don't want to stand up for Him in their life, 
and in, in their career at times or in, in their testimony. Gene, you know, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for less. Uh, America is ripe for judgment, and uh, I often reflect back to the prophecies that uh, Brother Dimitri Dudeman had and others, and I believe that uh, it's not far off now. Would you believe that they just uh, redid the movie Red Dawn? You remember the movie from 1984? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, they've, done, they've done it all right. It's in the can. <laughs> this time, China attacks. and uh, Wow. You know, we see that uh, Chinese sub that surfaced off of um, San Diego a few months ago. Yes, yes. Fired that shot. It's going to be just like that. Wow. Well, they also said there was a missile shot off the, the Houston, or not Houston, southern Texas, right off of uh, that strip of land down there, um, South Padre Island. Really? About a month and a half ago, they said it was. It sure looked like a missile coming out of the... the um, you know, that body of water down there, and the uh, Gulf of Mexico. And we've also had one launch off the East Coast. So they're testing all the coasts to see if anyone is able to stop what would, it, what would be a uh, first assault. And the answer is no. America is not going to be able to stop the first wave of attack. God have mercy. We're, we're, in, we're in a terrible time. Um... Of course, I don't think it's an accident that any of us that are listening tonight were born for this time. I believe you know God has a mission for each one of us. But uh, the question is, what are we going to do? Well, America has a people that love the Lord, and there's a remnant in America. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, that in your audience, I'm sure there's a lot of people that love, love the Lord. We're not the majority in America. But I'm going to tell you what, Hollywood and government likes to make... The Bible-believing, you know, born-again Christian look like, in this country, look like kind of like a, like a um, second-class citizen. Like he does, his word doesn't count, or that's the far right, or that's the fringe. But you study the true prophets of God before God judged Israel, you, they, they looked like the same way, the fringe, the far right, you know, the fanatic. And I'm going to tell you what's scary for America is the day comes when the fanatic that said there'll be nuclear fire on this soil in the U.S. and there'll be an attack on America when that person's vindicated. And that man of God and the words like God gave Dimitri come to pass. Because if you get up in Congress or you tell the government of this country their judgment's coming to America, most of the government will probably laugh at you and scorn you. But I'm, I'm telling you what, these missile launches are not by accident. You know, one, one other unbelievable thing is the amount of animals, birds, and, and wildlife they found all over the country dead by the thousands. Man, isn't that the truth? What, what's your take on that? What do you think is happening? Well, I tell, I'll be very honest with you, and I don't, wanna, I don't know 100% the answer about it, there's only two ways it could be, a God thing or man's intervention in some way. Uh, I believe it's allowed of God. I believe nature's rebelling because a man's rebelling against God, and nature will rebel against man. But I'll be honest with you, it's not normal. And you look at one day, you read the book of Revelation, you can see that there'll be events in the world that cause one-third of the water to be turned into blood. 
you look at uh, the, the cataclysmic effects of God's bold judgments and seal judgments in Revelation, and there's a good part of the world that that's destroyed. And, you know, the, the, the word of the hour is prepare. 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 Spiritually. Prepare. Spiritually, preparation is, is as important or more important than physical preparation. Because if you're right with God, he can protect you even in the lion's den. Even when persecution comes. Even when you're thrown in the furnace of fire. But I, I fear that our country is a bit like the word of God says in Matthew. In the last days, they were what? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days. They were eating, drinking, giving in marriage, not knowing that what? That the flood would come. That's right. And we don't want to be in that position as the church. The church has to be the watchman, the voice, the mouthpiece of God. Whether or not people like what you say, whether or not they believe what you say, God is a God that always warns. Amos 3, 7, he does nothing until he what? Tells his servants the prophets. Amen. And Brother Duderman was honestly 100% accurate man of God. Yes. And his message in September 1984 now, we're looking at 26 years of grace that God's given the United States. When Dimitri first came and gave his message and was shown the, the judgment for America. I'm telling you one thing. It is not far off that the economy of this country is going to totally collapse. So, before that happens, make sure, as a Christian, that you, your attachment is to God more than things. That your attachment is to God more than anything. I believe persecution's not far off. And we, we have to, you know, what they take from Dimitri? He owned a home. He owned land. He owned, he owned uh, farming land. He owned an apple orchard. Guess what? The communists came and took it all. And you know what? He didn't fight them. He didn't battle them. He was put in prison as a Christian, as a Bible smuggler. You know, he, he was persecuted. Richard Wormbrandt was persecuted 13 and a half years. And you know what? They served God even when they lost their home and their land, and some of them lost their life. But they never denied Christ. And, and with what's coming to America, the one love we don't want to give up is our love for Jesus, our love for God. Amen to that, brother, uh, because persecution is going to come. You know, Jesus says, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you as a servant greater than the master. Um, we have a question in the chat room. Uh, Dimitri, his last name was Dudeman, Dimitri Dudeman. Yes. Gene, what do you think the, the what do you think will be will spark the persecution of the Christian church? Will it be maybe um some kind of contrived event and they'll blame the Christians and we'll become the new terrorist or do you think it'll be something like uh, they'll pass a law and uh if you speak out against the gays or the Muslims it'll be a hate crime and and we'll be controlled think- that way. I think, you know, I'm looking at Dimitri's messages right now, and I'm, I, I'll tell you what, I think it's going to come from many facets. Um, I think that when the revolution comes to America, and there's internal revolt in the streets of the United States, you know, the church is going to be persecuted. Yes. It's not going to be normal law and order. 
So we're going to have to have God's protection. I think when the economy fails, there'll be persecution. You know, they might blame the Christians, or they might they might go after Christians for food, or you don't know. I think the governments become you know will be a source of persecution, trying to keep mandating laws that that tell people who preach or ministries or radio ministries you can't say those things because they cause conflict or they cause you know uh, I believe it or not the shootings in Tulsa the first people that the government went after or was definitely upset about were the Sarah Palins and the you know people that spoke out against the government right now the the administration and the 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 administration that's done so many things against to hurt America but I I think also persecution will come one day when China and Russia invade America and it's going to be it's going to be multifaceted you know I don't know the exact way but I was in Kenya in 2008 and we never expected and in one or two days after we landed in Kenya we sure didn't expect that all of all of us in a, a safari vehicle were at death's door when when they fought over who who the next president would be, and and in, in a country like Kenya that was so how I could say stable, you know they had they they Nairobi very stable government stable unraveled in one day, and in one day they started to cut heads off, wow and and attack each other over what tribe voted for Odinga or what tribe voted for uh, the uh, Mubaka or Kabaki. So how quick can that happen? You know, we don't know. There there could be something happen that causes a, a revolt in America against Christians. There could be uh, a whole host of things. But, you know, one thing I see coming is the perfect storm. And, you know, in the perfect storm where this really happened to these fishermen, they got hit by two or three weather fronts. And basically their boat got inundated in 70 to 90 foot waves from three different weather fronts that all came together. That's what I see coming to America. I don't see one event. I see multiple events. You know, Gene, uh, when you said that, I just remembered a prophecy Michael had about the uh, the eagle that was struck by the uh, the serpent. Yes, yes. And I know it, it took a couple bites, but as it accelerated, didn't it one time it get hit like from three sh- sh- serpents at one time? Yes, in fact, I've got it right here. Uh, it is. Um, I haven't the read that in, in a while. Would you, well, uh, here's would what you read that for some of the yes, people the, that are. The eagle yep. and the serpents, uh, yes. Uh, upon my return to the United States in late August, I had a very vivid and troubling dream. I shared it with the staff here in Wisconsin and with a few other brothers, but continued to pray and seek direction from God as to whether or not I should include it in this newsletter. As the staff's urging, I felt the release from the Lord and have included the dream in this issue of the newsletter. I dreamt I was walking through a sparsely wooded forest, and suddenly my attention was drawn to an eagle flying high above the tree line. It was a beautiful sight to behold as the eagle rode the thermals, flying in slow, lazy arcs across the blue sky. I began to quicken my pace and keep up with the eagle's flight, all the while keeping an eye on it, noticing it was slowly descending towards the earth. I followed it for a long time, its descent not being sudden but gradual. Finally, I came upon a small clearing where there were no trees, just some bushes on the edges of the green grass. 
The eagle landed in the clearing and began to look around, not seeming to notice me. As I began to wonder what the relevance of this was, a man dressed in white, hands clasped in front of him, appeared beside me and said, Be patient. In due time, you will see the purpose. I was silent as I watched the eagle and was beginning to grow somewhat impatient when suddenly, out of nowhere, a brown snake lunged at the eagle and bit down on its left wing. The snake strike was very quick and precise. The eagle reached without delay, clawing and piercing at the snake, cutting deep wounds, deep wounds in its underbelly, trying to defend itself and ward off the serpent. Just as it seemed like the eagle was winning the battle and the serpent was retreating, another serpent appeared, red and black diagonal stripes covering its body, and without hesitation it struck out at the eagle's right wing, biting down and refusing to release. After a momentary tug of war, the serpent tore off the flesh and the feathers, leaving a large wound on the eagle's right wing. The second bite was much worse than the first, and for an instant the eagle was stunned. Then a serpent much larger than the previous two, made up of many colors, slithered towards the eagle, opened its jaw, and lunged, taking the whole of the eagle's head in its mouth before biting down. The serpents retreated, and the man who had been standing beside me walked to the eagle knelt down, picked it up, and held it in his cupped hands. The look of grief on his face was beyond any I've seen in my, my life. Just seeing the look on the face, man's face, broke my heart. The man continued to look down at the eagle with a pained voice, said the true tragedy is that at any moment it could have sought the safety of the above. It could have soared towards the heavens and would have found protection. This has been revealed to you, that you may know the first bite has been the second bite is yet to come, and the third will be its destruction. I watched for a long time as the man held the eagle in the palm of his hands, the pained expression never leaving his features. I was too stunned to speak or ask any questions. What I had been seeing seemed so real. The feeling followed me into the waking hours, and each time I closed my eyes, I saw the entire scene play before my eyes throughout the day. That's pretty well the dream Michael had. And it, it, it talks about the first bite, which was definitely 911. And it talks about a second attack, which basically destroys the right wing, and the eagle is stunned and pretty well helpless. And the third bite from a multicolored snake being the destruction. And you can't get much clearer than that. God have mercy. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that uh, we're the generation is going to see this. And I was just talking to a brother today. Uh, he knows this uh, is coming to America, and he personally is making preparations to leave. He was actually uh, a brother I knew from South Africa, came to America, Gene, to uh, have a brief respite and saw how fast things are going down the tubes. Now he told me today, he said, I'm selling my home, and I'm leaving the country. <laughs> Yeah, God have mercy. Well, he told me, he said, look for financial collapse this summer. Wow. Yeah, see, I I want to say one thing. One thing about our ministry and one thing about Dimitri, we don't, we've never predicted the exact time of an event. But I will tell you this, uh, the events are at the door. The, the fall of this economy is, is at the door. And I've gotten, in the last month, and I'm a songwriter, and I've had on my heart two minutes to midnight, two minutes to midnight. It won't leave my spirit. 
And I just feel like God's saying, you know what, the clock's about ready to tick off the last two minutes. You know, it, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it, it's just that, you know, one thing that I, I, I'm bothered by, you know, one thing that I'm I'm saddened by, Michael Boldea and Dimitri Dudeman, and I, I'm going to tell you, I, I've traveled with both of them, and I know them, and I want you to know they are true men of God. Yes. They are 100% true men of God, 100% accurate men of God. Amen. Dimitri's not 95% accurate. He's 100% accurate because he was a Amen. vessel of God. Michael Bolde is 100% accurate. And one thing that disturbs me is that to get these brothers in a church of over 500, 600 people, and there's many in America that size, was one of the hardest things. I scheduled both these brothers. Uh, I scheduled Michael, and I, I scheduled Dimitri many times, and have called hundreds of hundreds of churches, because personally I believe their message should be in every church that claims yes. to know Christ in America. But I'm amazed that in the America is at a point where the word repentance and judgment are like bad words. Even in churches, even in pastors' vocabulary, they, they almost feel hardened towards those words. They almost, they, uh, many, you know, small churches, and there's a, some in large churches, I'm sure, that, that would support that. But I'm telling you what, if you called tonight, if you called in the next six months, the church, large churches in America, and you said, there's a man of God, 100% ordained of God, with a message from the mouth of God about judgment coming to America, and, and uh, you know, and you and you let them know that uh, you know torture, and they went through persecution. The st- the percentage, first of all, to get to the head pastor would take an act of God to get through the three or four secretaries to get to the CEO, because that's what a lot of pastors of large churches have become. But literally, to don't forget to. to uh, You'd have to work through their bodyguards, too. Some of them have ten bodyguards. Yes, and, and honestly, in Romania, I can go to Romania, and I can go to churches of 5,000, 10,000, 6,000, and when I was with Dimitri, we didn't have to go to an elder board even for me to speak there. If they knew I was with him and they knew we were true vessels and men of God, we spoke in those churches. But in the United States, to speak at a church that size and have a message like Dimitri Dudeman had, it, it's it's very rare, and it shows you the climate of our country. It's it's almost like what God told Elijah. You're going to go to this people. They're going to be hard, and they're going to be tough. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be a hard people to talk to, and they're basically not going to listen to what you say. But I'm calling you to go to them, and it's that way in in many of these large churches. They've become almost a set up. They've set their church system up to become so friendly and so entertaining and so Dave Letterman-like church, so easy on the flesh, don't go past noon or don't go past one hour, that literally to bring in the true power of God, true work of the Holy Ghost, true men of God, true people that preach repentance, it's almost like they're barred from it. And I'm not, I'm not off the wall in saying this. this from the head to the toe of this country, from the Christian in high places to the Christian in low places, 
God has declared on America that the day will come when California, Florida, New York, and Las Vegas will be destroyed with fire. And there will be churches in those states go up in fire as well. Because when God tried to bring warning and correction, they didn't listen and they didn't want that in the door. And so it's very important that when God sends messengers to a country, that, they, that these leaders from the head to the toe, it's like Nineveh. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh. And, you know, go to the city and tell them in 40 days, judgment's coming to Nineveh. Of course, Jonah didn't want to do it. And God had to take him through the Bible College of, of Correction. But ultimately, when Jonah went into Nineveh, what was the reaction of Nineveh when they heard the message? The king, the king said, we're going to fast. The animals will fast. And called the whole, whole city and even the animals to fast and to wear sackcloth and ashes, the people. And Nineveh was spared judgment. That, now, now, honestly, that happening even in the church would be hard in America. Exactly. We're not even talking the government. For the leaders, because so many have fleeced the flock of God and made yeah. God's people nothing but a business, nothing but, you know, people to fleece to... What's that? Nothing but an MLM. <laughs> yes. And I don't mean to sound too hard about it, but I'm speaking what God's putting on my heart. Ben, what I'm saying is this. In, in some of these church areas, yes, big cathedrals have been built, but God is in people. God wants to change the heart of the people. And what's important is the leaders listen from the head to the foot of America and prepare their people, their churches, for what's coming to America. We're in trouble, uh, Gene. It's very late. I like that uh, title. I'm going to call the tonight show Two Minutes to Midnight. Yeah. Because that's literally how close we are. Uh, for those of you to just tuning in, as special guest tonight, Gene Schmidt. Gene, do you have the name Gino also? Yes, yes. Okay, Gene, Gino Schmidt. Uh, give my contact information for those tuning in. Sure. Uh, they can email our ministry at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or our website is handofhelp.com. And for sure, uh, uh, our telephone number at our ministry, I'll give that out as well. It's 920 yes. 206 9910. Again, it's now, hand of help. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, brother. 920-206-9910. And our website is handtohelp.com. And for sure, I'd urge all the listeners, check out the messages of Michael Bolday and Dimitri Dudeman. And again, our email is handofhelpoffice at com. Now, Gene, um, are you all continuing to do the uh, the, the weekly program? Up on, uh, is it Christian Television Network or is it uh, Inspiration? Well, we were on Inspiration Network, and, and it was very expensive. And, Michael, of course, we help widows and orphans in Romania. And so we've done it. We, we still film the television show, and we still uh, put it out and everything. But we, we send it out now through our ministry, through our website, handyhelp.com. Uh, we put the programs on streaming video, and we also have uh, programs that they can 
that are on on our website. Um, Michael also does weekly radio on our website. Uh, he does a radio show, and um, he does a YouTube thing called Truth in a Nutshell. Uh, it's on YouTube, and and his TV show is called The Truth for Today, and it's honestly been a huge blessing. I mean, he has about 60 broadcasts, but people from all over the country have gotten them and been very blessed by them. So we're still continuing those those outreaches and traveling. Well, pray- Mike still travels. He's, he will be touring in April and May of this year uh, and traveling throughout the U.S. If someone wanted to go and uh, see you in person uh, at one of these crusades, how will they get information on where you're going to be? Uh, and next week we'll be putting the whole schedule on our website. We're just finishing up uh, the schedule this week. So they can go to handtohelp.com, and there will be a link for those where we'll be. And if they want to have Michael come, they can just uh, send an email to us, uh, pastors or churches. Awesome. So, Gene, I, I don't believe the country as a whole is going to turn back like Nineveh did, but um, am I correct that families can be saved in this hour? Yes. And, and yeah, now let me, uh, you know, here's the, here's the thing that I want to, I want to be very merciful about and compassionate. If there was ever an hour where God is trying to, to, to help his church, to heal his church, to mend his church, it's now. It, it, it's, we're not a ministry that propagates. We're not a ministry that glories in judgment. We're a ministry that, said, tell, that wants everyone to know there's hope, healing, and redemption in Christ. And I, I, think, I think right now, if God was ever reaching down to mankind to offer hope and peace and help and to heal his church, it's now. I, I think God is wanting and, and open in every way to heal a family, to, to save people, to fill with the Holy Ghost and his power. And it, the prophecies that I'm hearing that I really believe are from God, the brothers that I, 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 I know are led of God in their preaching, God is trying to tell the church to have faith in him, to trust him, to depend on him and what's coming, to prepare, and not to be full of fear or doubt. And, and he also is, is telling, he's also very much wanting to encourage his church in love, in love. Uh, he, he, God is a God of love. God's not warning us because he doesn't love the church. He wants the, the church above everything to be prepared and ready. But I'm telling you what, uh, God, God's love and God's grace and God's mercy is beyond human understanding. And there's many emails we get of people that are battling fear or doubt. They, they wonder, are they saved? Uh, we get emails from families that are going through great struggles or financial struggles. And if there was ever an hour I feel God's hand is there to heal and mend and repair, it's right now. I'm not kidding you. If people would simply put aside time and, and they give their heart and, 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 and take time to really know, know the Lord of heaven and to, and, and to trust him, I believe his grace and his power is there to fix any problem and change any life. 
Gene, what would you say to someone listening out there live or on the MP3 later that um, see the seriousness of the time we're in but don't know Jesus as their Savior and the Holy Spirit is convicting them tonight? How does someone come to Christ who doesn't know him? Well, number John 3 is very clear. One thing I'll say is Jesus was talking to a religious leader, Nicodemus. And, you know, Nicodemus goes, Lord, what must I do to be saved? And the Lord says, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And, and the Lord goes on to say, you know, John 3 talks about uh, being born again. And, and the word of God is clear in Matthew. When Christ started his ministry after chapter 4, he says, repent. And, and he calls people when he tra- walked the earth, he called people to repentance. So he asks us to repent. Turn away from the old life. Turn away from, uh, you know, wicked things. And then we invite Christ in our heart. You know, we invite Jesus. He knocks at the door. If any man opens the door, he'll come in. And we invite Christ to come in, and we, we invite him by faith, and, and then we follow. You know, we repent, we invite, we follow, we trust, and, and, and it's, 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 the, it's exactly what Christ came to do, to save, redeem, restore, and we also ask to be infilled with his power. Yes. That's one thing the church needs is the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, tonight you might have listeners from many different faiths that never heard about the baptism or infilling of the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, I've worked with men and women, whether it's music or ministry or a food pantry or whatever. I'm telling you what, the people that believe in the power of God and the true work of the Holy Spirit, I see such an importance in that. Churches Amen. that believe in that. The oil, you know, the Matthew 25 uh, the, talks about wise and foolish virgins. And this is the hour to have God fill you and equip you and, and, and to prepare us. And, you know, and not to be, we're not going to be saved by our religion. You might say, I'm Catholic, I've been baptized as an infant, or I'm Lutheran, or I'm Methodist. But you're going to stand in front of Christ as either saved or not saved. <laughs> Amen. You're not going to stand in front of him and say, I'm a Lutheran, I'm good to go. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> uh, say, hey, I'm Catholic, you know, I did a rosary. Ain't going to happen. Uh, the Bible says in John, you know, any man that comes, if you come any other way, you're a thief or a robber, other than through Christ. And so Jesus is there. In fact, I want to tell everyone listening tonight, I'm sure you're going through problems, some people. And I'm sure you're wondering, God, where are you? Even if it's two minutes to midnight, make it two minutes to midnight where you, you say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to follow you. And I'm going, to, I'm going to pray. And I'm praying to a God who I know can help me in this hour. And have faith. Have faith. We, in Gee, Kenya, um, when we were ambushed, you know, I can't yes. say we had a whole lot of faith. But I'm telling you what, at the point when people were ready to open the doors of our vehicle and pull us out and cut someone's head off, a vehicle came out of thin air and rescued me, Daniel Bolday, and a brother from Texas in the middle of a mob. Literally, in the middle of a mob. And we were in the middle of a Sudanese-type crisis in Kenya where thousands of people were murdered, and, and we could have been them as well. And we believe in the power of God. You know, the night this happened in Kenya... 
when we, we were ambushed and God rescued us divinely, this vehicle of soldiers literally came out of nowhere other than the hand of God. And the night at the beaten down hotel in a town, we had a prayer meeting. And God spoke a prophecy through Daniel Bodea's mouth. I'm with you. I'll protect you. I'll calm the crisis. And, and I'll bring a rain and dry season, you know. And in, in Kenya, and in, you know, that summer over there when we have winter, in dry season, the next day on our way to Nairobi, I'm telling you, in dry season with no reports of rain, uh, the whole time we should have been in Kenya being reported, it rained over Nairobi. And all those mobs got off the street, and we made it to the airport. So praise God. I believe man, God's awesome. a God of power. I believe God's a healing God. I believe He's a restoring God. Amen to that. Um, Gene, for someone who has not received the uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, how can they receive it? And how would they know that they've gotten it? Well, Acts chapter two. This this is kind of uh, also, guys. If you're listening tonight, uh, I want you to know Michael Bolde has done a great teaching on it called the Fundamental Teachings part 1 through 12, and he touches on the baptism in the Holy Ghost, and he does a great job in, 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 in 12 parts on touching on baptism of, of water, baptism of the Holy Spirit, but uh, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, the apostles, and that they were in one accord praying, you know, they were praying in the upper room, and I'm sure, I, I believe if we pray, and the Bible says, will God fill an old wineskin with new wine? He won't. He won't. He wants us to pray and have our, and, and to prepare our wineskin, our vessel, to to pray, to take a season of prayer and fasting, and and to ask God to clean our wineskin. And then in Acts chapter two, you see what happens. God sent the Holy Ghost in fire, and tongues, cloven tongues of fire, landed on uh, these people, and they spoke in other languages and tongues. And you can see the fruit of it. After Acts chapter 2, the exploits that the apostles did, you know, you see Amen. the power of God when Peter preached. You see the 5,000 converted. You see the miracles when the, Peter and the, uh, another brother were going to the temple and the healings and the shadow of Peter touching someone and he's healed. You see all the gifts of the Holy Spirit in work, in operation in the book of Acts and the book of Corinthians. And so you pray, you seek, and you'll get filled. Now, Gene, will everybody speak in tongues, or is that just one of the gifts, and maybe one person receives that, another receives another gift? How does that work? Boy, you are. Brother, I'll tell you what. I'm, 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 I'm a brother who's going to speak from experience. I've been to Romania. I've been to many countries, third world countries, been to lots of prayer meetings where people get filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, when I've gone to these prayer meetings and we've prayed for people to get baptized in the Holy Spirit and they get filled with the Holy Ghost, I have heard people speak literally in another language who yeah. never knew one word of that language. I've heard Chinese at a prayer meeting. I heard a lady speak in Russian one night that never knew the language. I've heard people speak in tongues. And so I can say that when I've been at prayer and seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit, I've seen them speak in tongues or a language. Now, was that you know, in addition uh, to the individual uh, prayer language that the Lord may give somebody? Well, there's gifts, many gifts. There's, uh, in Corinthians, it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But, yeah, the prayer language is something God gives to people as a prayer language. Um, there's, there's the gifts of healing, miracles, 
uh, discerning of spirits, interpretation of tongues. There's several gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, it's God's, I'm not, never, you know, God will give you, uh, first of all, he'll fill you with his power and oil, and he'll, he'll give you a gift, and you'll know ultimately what gift that is. Praise the Lord. You know, he gives the gifts severally as he wills, Corinthians says. You know, some people go, I didn't speak a tongue in tongue when I got full of the Holy Ghost. And some people did speak in tongues. And the only thing I can say is, you're going to know when you're full of, filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're going to know God's power. And you know what? Even if you don't feel it, it will build your faith. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Kenya, I didn't feel very empowered. When we were surrounded by these thugs. But guess what? God had mercy anyways. Now, these guys uh, surrounded your car and they were wielding machetes? Yes, yes. Wow. The day they announced the election that Kabaki won, and turns out that, you know, it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Kenya when we had been going up, a, uh, you know, going up a road six, seven hours out of Nairobi and came to a crest of a hill and down below were about 200 people burning up a vehicle of people inside, killing them. Good grief, and wow. They had machetes, pangas, stones, rock sticks. Police checkpoint was there, and we said, I said to the, well, everybody in the van knew this could be the end of the road for all of us. We had three black pastors, African pastors, an African driver, Daniel Baldea, my myself and a brother from Texas, and there was a police checkpoint these cops were literally shaking in their boots, and they, they spoke in English, go, don't go through the crowd, you're going to all be killed. Go the other way. Go back, go back, go back. We had to turn the vehicle around, went 10 miles down the road away from this crowd that we were supposed to go through to get to an evangelism meeting we had uh, in northern Kenya, and we went about 10 miles down the road, and they had, they had boulders in front of us waiting for us, a crowd of about 50 people with weapons. Wow. And... Uh, vehicle stopped. They started screaming at the driver, what tribe are you from? They started raising the weapons in the air. Daniel Boldea said, literally, a statement I'll never forget. Well, first he asked the question. He goes to the African pastors, what tribe are you brothers from? They go, three different tribes. And Daniel goes, we're cooked. We're cooked. Oh, wow. And as he said that, the crowd swelled to about 100 people. And they started advancing towards the van. We backed, the driver backed it up about 20 feet. Uh, they started raising their rocks and their machetes and their pangas, and they started to get ready to throw them through the window, open the door, pull us out. And the minute their hands got about two inches from the door handle on one side of that vehicle, I looked outside the window over the head of these people or through the crowd, and it looked like a curtain opened, and a vehicle came around that crowd with, Several soldiers, well-armed, jumped out of the vehicle, raised these weapons in the air, and the whole crowd scattered. Praise God, man. What a miracle. Yes, they scattered, and they, they formed a perimeter, half perimeter, the soldiers. And one of the men came up to the vehicle as the crowd retreated, and he, we opened, you know, opened the window, and he had a smile on his face. He goes, go to the <laughs> next town. Go to the next town and get a hotel room. <laughs> nobody in our van was smiling I'm telling you nobody Daniel didn't think he was going to get married you know and he goes over by the boulders with one leg he moves one out of the, the road with his leg just pushes it and I'm Praise thinking God. we're all thinking you know what we're seeing something better than a Spielberg movie right now 
This is hey, the real God, thing. This is the God of God. heaven. These are the soldiers of God. Amen. You got me excited. How can we have? Hey, how can we uh, be on the Lord's team like that? Believe in the power of God. God's Almighty, the same God who put the sun in the sky and gave us the sun. Jesus is the same God and that can protect us, like He did Dimitri when the rats jumped on him, like he did our team in Kenya, like he does all over the world every day. The problem in America is we don't believe and we doubt or we push the work of the Holy Spirit out of the church. And if I'm telling you what, if you believe in the power of God, you will see the power of God. If you believe in miracles, you will see miracles. If you doubt, you won't see nothing. Gene, if, pe- if there's some people listening out there right now that are being convicted and say, hey, I've really screwed up, but man, I tell you, I want to make a change before it's too late. What do they do? And I'm just talking to the Lord. You know what? One thing God loves is humility. God, God is God is a God of the heart. And you, you know what? You humble your heart. You repent. And you know what? You tell God. Talk to God. Tell God, you know that you're sorry and mean it. And ask God to change your heart. God will change. You know we're changed by what? We're changed through Christ. Christ comes into our heart, and he abides in us, and, his, and he, he changes us. The old man is dead. The new man lives. And, and uh, the, you know, you repent, and you turn. And you, you know what? It does require an uh, act on our part. You know what that act is? Jesus said, bring fruits of repentance. That means to truly repent and leave the old life, leave the old yes. ways. You yes. know what? If you're a drunkard... You're involved in porn, you smoke, you know, swear, whatever, hate, anger. There's so many things. Galatians says it well. These, it talks about who will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, you know what? All God asks is to repent and to, to change by showing fruits of repentance. You know, we can do that. We can bring Amen. fruits of repentance by, 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 you know, God will give us the strength to live the life. But we also have the choice to listen or not. Gene, um, I, I, I really do believe we have two minutes to midnight. Uh, what is the Lord expecting for us to do in the remaining time that we've got before the return of the Lord or we lose our head? How should we redeem the days and occupy? Well, one thing I, I will say this. I think it's the essence of my latest music CD, Stand for What You Stand For. Stand up for God, whether it's on your job, whether whether you're a songwriter, whether you're uh, on the radio or in television or a pastor, whether you're a layperson, you know, whether you run the food pantry, work while it's day. Jesus said it well, work while it's day, for soon the night comes when no man can work. And And the Bible says, you know, be hot, don't be cold, don't be lukewarm. Work. Do the work of an evangelist, Second, you know, in Timothy. I, I would say the call is calling. Follow Amen that call. Them. Follow How the call we? of God. Follow yep. the call of God and stand up for what we believe in, right? Stand up for Jesus. Yep. Stand up for God. Stand up for Christ. How can people get a hold of this uh, latest CD that you put out? Uh, they can just uh, email us, office at AOL.com. Uh, stand for what you stand for. Yeah, there's a song on there. It says it. It says it very well. You know, stand. 
you got to stand for what you stand for. You got to, you know, fight for what you believe. You know, it's it's just a great. It's an excellent song about that. And you know, in, in the Bible says, after having done all in Ephesians six, stand. Stand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Gina, uh, it was an honor and a pleasure to have you on tonight, brother. And uh, would you give out your contact information one more time, please? Sure. The email is handhelpoffice at AOL.com. And uh, the website is handofhelp.com. And uh, the phone is 920-206-9910. Give that number out one more time. I'm sorry. Uh, 920-206-9910. I've got a slight problem on my Skype connection, folks, so forgive me tonight. But uh, I would encourage everybody to go to handofhelp.com, support the ministry of Hand of Help Ministries. Um, I know these people, and these are the genuine article. They mean what they say, and they're, they're out there on the front lines doing the work of the Lord, not looking for the reward that, that uh, these guys that, uh, on the, the television <laughs> are looking for. Uh, you know, if you were to take away their, uh, their Learjet and their... Um, your expense account, Gino. Yeah, <laughs> many yeah. of them would would be doing something else. Yep, yep. And that's what separates the, uh, the the people who truly love Christ and want to serve Him from from those that uh, are just in it from what they can get. And uh, and I praise God for uh, true men of God like you and Brother Michael Bolde and the Hand of Help Ministries. Gino, would uh, would you close in prayer tonight, brother? Sure, Lord, my prayer, Father. Almighty God of heaven, is that you that we would bow our heads before you and confess our sins and truly repent. And Lord, that we would trust you and put our put our hope in you. And Lord, that you would be with us, guide us, and direct us. All those that are listening, Lord, you have the power uh, to prepare to to help them prepare spiritually, physically. And Lord, that you would shed your 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 wisdom and grace on their lives, heal their homes, their their families, whatever, Lord God, you know the needs. And Lord, I pray you bless so much Mega Man Radio, and it would reach the far corners of the earth. Lord, strengthen us with your power and your Holy Ghost. In Christ's name, I pray, Lord, and that we would all have ears to hear what heaven is saying. Amen. Amen. Love and appreciate you, brother, and I look forward to having you back on again real soon. Tell Michael I said hello. All right. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, Gina. Folks, that was Gene Schmidt from Hand of Help Ministries. I would like to encourage you to go to handofhelp.com, get behind their ministry, support them. These are good men of God. They love the Lord, and they're doing a great work in Romania and here in the United States. And if you would like to find out more information on the prophecies of Dimitri Dudeman and Michael Boldea, go to handofhelp.com. You can go over there, read them, subscribe to the newsletter, and support the uh, the work of Hand of Help and the Romanian Orphanage. You know, the Lord said that uh, he that lends to the poor, it's as if you have lent to me and I shall repay. And there is not any greater work that you can get behind in this hour than feeding the poor, helping the widows and the orphans. And, of course, remember to bless Israel.